Now we want to talk about the further evolution of systems. So we already saw that um, from the database system, the big data systems essentially were disaggregated. So we the database system usually does everything. A, a real deployment of a database system is some hardware and then database system on top. So say, it's, for example, Oracle or DB2. And often you don't even need a real dedicated or only parts of the operating system because the database system will take care of a lot of these things themselves. So this means if you, if you buy a, a database system, you will buy one package and that will be done, that will do everything. And then the big data systems, we already saw this was disaggregated. So we have different components and different systems for different parts and uh, different requirements. And we saw in the evolution that we got more and more specialized systems. So, and there's two competing trends. And one is the specialization, which means we have systems that deal with the very specific tasks and only that tasks. And that essentially means that, um, well, if we have different tasks in our company or in our, that we need to solve, then we need more and more systems. And this leads to an, uh, another trend, which is generalization. And this is a typical trend in database systems. So essentially, I want to ensure um, that I can do as much possible and uh, yeah, different things with my system. So if we look at, um, at the initial systems, they uh, had new applications. So for each new application, you will be build a special purpose systems and leave all of the, uh, the optimizations then to the application. So meaning you use, say for example, just a key value store uh, for certain application. And if you need, if there's certain additional um, optimization potential, then this needs to be done in the, in the application, or you need additional guarantees. So some kind of consistency in your data, this needs to be done in the application. And the more this gets used, the more people, uh, the more applications use a system, then you want to uh, generalize these concepts. So you want to be able to have more applications on fewer systems because build, maintaining more systems, of course, is more complex and is more expensive. And all of a sudden you're starting adding uh, database management system concepts and building new optimizations there. So now the question is, where are we heading with this? And um, I think one example where we can see this is Porcella. So this is a recently published paper by uh, Google, and this is the YouTube SQL engine. So if you're looking at YouTube, uh, then of course the data needs to be stored somewhere. They have an yeah, interesting uh, hierarchical caching strategy in order to ensure that the videos that you're looking are located most closely to you. But at the same time, of course, they need to somehow be able to update all that and to manage all the data. And for that, they built Porcella. And because they built this, because in the past, there were basically too many individual systems for doing this analysis. Now we're just looking at the analysis. So just how to see who is using what, where do we place, which kind of advertisement, things like that. And this, if you have many different systems, this leads to data silos. Essentially, you have a system that has a certain form of information and that's hidden inside the system. You cannot really use it outside. You have to go through the system to use 
the data. And the more you have, the more complex this will get. And this means also the, the, the infrastructure gets more and more complex. And so what they did is they built a unified system that's used for analytics, reporting, dashboard, time series, etc. It's using SQL and using standard database management or database, classical database optimizations. And of course, modern and some hardware optimizations. So essentially what we can see, so this trend, and this is also typical in computer science and in, in systems, um, we have the trend that we have generalized systems, but the applications somewhat change or get more complex. So it makes sense to build new systems that are more specific and deal with a smaller aspect and can thus be uh, more efficient um, for, for specific applications. At the same time, all of a sudden we see, well, these applications are then useful, more people use them, there's more variants and more different aspects that need to be recovered. All of a sudden, um, we build, we're building more and more specialized system and then it makes sense to again generalize to combine them, see what kind of optimizations uh, can we still do, and uh, but then have a more unified form again. And something that pops up over and over again is, is some kind of inter, uh, good interface, something like a good query language. And for this, SQL comes up over and over again because it's just a, a simple way of writing these queries. And it's also a simple way of generating queries. So a SQL query is actually often easily generated and then also again, easily uh, optimized automatically. And this is actually the last part uh, for today. So with that, um, what I gave you in these slides or in the, these videos on the big data stack is sort of the motivation why we want to use a big data stack. So. Uh, having large amounts of data and, um, and the basic overview, what are the different parts and also an overview of this disaggregated architecture, right? So we have these different components that somehow need to work together. We've seen Google's old stack, it's the old stack. So today they're gonna use different things like Procella, for example. And we've seen this copy of the stack in an open source version and the, the uh, system evolution. And in the next part, and so the next set of videos, we'll talk about uh, the big data system landscape. And this really means we're not talking about the stack, but only on the data management and data processing part and the different parts of, um, or different systems that are there. And with that, as always, thank you very much for listening you'll find uh, yeah, some more information and in the slides in Moodle. You can always write me emails if you have questions. And of course, we'll have Q&A sessions for this.